0: The good, the bad, the ugly, ugly, ugly.
1: Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly. Regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot
0: forward, and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further
1: ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James.
0: Sustain. Nutrition. Chewing. The. Fat. Podcast. We've only got 24 minutes. <laughs> Episodes. 115? 124. Oh, is it? There you go. Where have you been? Oh, no, it's because you've not been on the last 12. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Joe, this is my 115th podcast. <laughs> well, what are we talking about, Joe? You often seven P's, maybe Proper, eight, maybe eight, maybe nine, maybe six. We Proper count. planning and preparation prevents piss poor performance. Seven. Gold. Perfect. We often bang on
0: about planning, which is ironic because we've only got 23 minutes to record this podcast because <laughs> we've been talking for too long. Um, And the importance of it, I think people get drawn into this idea of planning is just about planning your food. Now, planning your food is fantastic because it removes a lot of room for error. You know, if you know what you're going to eat, then you don't have that uh, decision fatigue. Then you're not going to, you know, the Asda, when you're tired, you're hungry, you're stressed out, so you just grab a pizza. You know, you've got the food in, maybe even you've got it prepped. That's a big one. But I think for me, planning... Goes into so many other factors that will help
1: with your fat loss. Agree or disagree? No, absolutely. I think it's it's. Probably, I feel like it's the word that I say more than any other, and I'm shaking my head because I'm thinking in my head about the number of times I've asked people to do it and it hasn't happened. Um, and I'm thinking, what the hell do I need to do to make people do do this stuff more? And I think one of the things that can happen with this, if you're saying something and people aren't listening, is people aren't hearing, and so. Why is planning so important? There's obviously been a couple of studies on these things. Getting pensioners in Glasgow who had hip operations to do their rehab is apparently quite challenging. So they did a study on a group of people where they got one group to come up with a plan of how they were going to do their rehab, and they got another group just to, to wing it. The people who planned it had a huge amount more success in actually doing their rehab and then recovering from it because they had that plan to follow. The people who were even more successful were the ones who wrote about the potential obstacles that get in their way and how they'd navigate it. So when we ask you to do these things, it's for that reason, is that people are more successful across multiple areas of their lives when they have a plan and when they think in advance about what they're going to do, I'm not doing it just to be an artist or because it works for me and James, it's because it works for people across the board. And so if you're kind of unsure about it or pessimistic, all I can say is give it a go. You know, write, write, try and plan a day or plan a couple of meals and see if it works. Because I think without that buy-in from people, you know, people won't listen and they won't act on it. This stuff's useless unless you actually do it. If you believe in it, that's great. That doesn't mean anything if you're not doing any kind of planning. And, that's, and it's so common that, like James said, they don't have any food in. So they come home tired and hungry and there's nothing in. Nothing in. They've got food, but they don't want to cook it. It's too hard. It's making these things more difficult than they need to be. And so you have to embrace this as an almost essential part of the process, um, both with food and with exercise and, I guess, with anything, really. You know, how are you going to manage emotional situations? How are you yep. going to manage being upset? If you don't have a strategy, if you haven't learned anything, then you're not going to be successful or it's going to be a whole lot harder.
0: Yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. the only answer. And you see so many people just going, oh, I need to do this, and I need to get better at this, but there's no plan in place to get there. And, you know, as I've said probably a 100 times on this podcast, there's only, like, a set of rules that only seem to apply to um, dieting, fat loss, nutrition, whatever you want to call it. Like, people will make plans for loads of other stuff. For a night out, for a holiday, for a trip, for a journey, for decorating the house for renovating the house, whatever, you'll have a plan, right, we're going to do this, this, and this, then we're going to do this room, and this, and this has to happen in, in this order. And, and those people who do that, you know, imagine if you had a, a set plan for renovating the house, you know, compared to, I'm just going to go in, I'm going to bang a little bit on this wall, I'm going to paint this wall, and I'm going to paint this board. like, it's going to take forever if it ever gets done. Terrible example. I apologise to everyone who just listened to that. But having some kind of plan, like you said, it And again, I didn't know about that study, but it makes perfect sense to me. You know, plan your exercise in. Plan when you're going to shop. Plan when you're going to plan. Plan when you're going to prep. And it will 100% make it more likely to happen. If not, it's just pipe dreams. Until it's down, not necessarily on paper, but until you're like, right, I'm going to do this at this time, it's probably not going to happen. Again, the example I always use with people is like, if I just say, next week I need to do some more exercise. what? First of all, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm going to walk to the shops one day? Does that mean I'm going to do an extra five minutes um, on the bike in one of my workouts? Have I achieved that? Or am I going to say, I want to do some more exercise next week, so I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio after my workout, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Which one's more likely to happen? Which one's more likely to achieve? So I just want people to think, like we talk about planning and how important it is. It's not just about, you know, have a meal plan. That's you know, a huge tool in itself. Like you said, you know, you get home and your ingredients are in the fridge. And it's another important thing as well that's come to light from a conversation this week is that it's in line with your abilities, your goals, your time. I spoke to a lady, she's like, I can't be consistent. You know, when I get home, she's got two teenage boys, she's a single mom. She's really busy and they need driving around here and there for whatever, for, for sports and stuff like that. She's like, so, uh, I just end up grabbing something really quick, like crisps or toast or chocolate, and then I can't stop. It's like, okay, what what, what do you plan? What what meals are you gonna plan? She plans a lasagna. Like now, I did GCSE on home economics, but I don't think I've ever made lasagna. Making lasagna is like making three meals to make one meal. Like, it's the most time-consuming thing ever. So, just said, like, so if you could take, you could just show that you had couscous, microwave rice, um. Uh, Microwave jacket potatoes, tuna, salmon, prawns, steak, cooked chicken, frozen veg, uh, microwave veg, you know, stir fry mixes in and the You could literally make a meal out of any of those things in five, 10 minutes. Would that work for you? But yes, just a bit of planning. That's all she needs to do is look at a week. And again, there's always going to be spanners from there. You know, she's going to think one night she's going to have 30 minutes to make this meal and she's not. So she goes, right. I'm going to have couscous, some smoked salmon, and salad. Perfect. Put it all together on a plate. It. It's done in three minutes, five minutes. with the to boil the kettle. You know, so that's where it's a bit of planning. You can have these emergency plans. Like I said, you don't have to stick rigidly to this plan, but having a plan in place will help. Why is it your whole know, planning is – plans are useless, but planning is useful, or something yeah. like that. There's one of those sayings here, isn't it? Like, you know, it's, it's not always going to work. You know, I always plan to do my workouts like Monday, Wednesday, uh, sorry Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, but it doesn't always happen because I might have to do childcare on my be six as I am today. But I've still got that plan in place, which makes it more likely for me to do it. I think one of the things as well
1: that we tend to see is, um, yeah, not being per- not being right, not being perfect, and then people kind of going off on plan. I have a good story about lasagna. I remember when I came back drunk once, I was like. I'm gonna make myself a lasagna. And then, <laughs> I, think, I, think I, like, I think I browned the onions, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna take forever." So I sacked it off immediately, which is obviously a very good call. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'd have burned the hand just down. ate some onions. Yeah, just, just had some fried onions, probably with a hot dog. So yeah, there you go. The analogy, yeah, there you go. I, was, I, I ad-libbed with the story. So often, people say, "Like, what's the obstacle to people planning?" Is it's a pain in the ass is that you have to spend time thinking about what you're going to eat and what you're going to do. But if you have diets being unsuccessful at the moment, if your fat loss efforts are being unsuccessful, then you haven't got a plan. And it's pretty much a non-negotiable. The reason we're doing this you know, it's one of the first things that we start with. And then people respond, to, I want it to be easy. That's like going on your first driving lesson and being like, why haven't I got this yet? Why am I having to pay so much attention? Like riding a bike. You know, at first, it's an absolute nightmare. You're looking at your feet, looking at your hands, you're looking at the floor, and then you're on the floor. And people start with meal plans expecting, and I understand that, you know, you can pay a certain man with the same name as me a small amount of money, and he will give you a meal plan. But it's probably not going to work long term. And so you have to take this responsibility on. You have to to do your own planning and make time for it. And at first, it is a pain in the arse, and it will take you longer. But the further into this process you get, the easier it will be. Now we just get to a point where me and Chris, you'll prepare four meals on a weekend, quite a few, you know, at least one, two, maybe even three of them in the slow cooker. And then we plan a few evening meals because we have this process in place that's been developed over years. It won't take you years to do it, it'll take you a few weeks to save a lot of time and to get better at it and to be easier. You have to go through the hard yards, you have to go through the work and the inconvenience and the difficulty of Googling meals to have, of looking through your cookbooks. But once you get to that point, it's so much easier. And it's, it's just being willing to work through that until it gets to that point, rather than expecting it to be easy straight away. You didn't do your driving test, you know, 15 minutes after the start of your first lesson. So why are you expecting a skill like food prep is going to just magically fall in your lap? That's just not how it works. And so you have to be willing to work a bit harder at it. Yeah,
0: if you want to wait, you need a, 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 a roadmap to get you there. And like you said, right at the start, it just eliminates so much room for error. Instead of you thinking, oh, what going on? And This is why we like, like the gusto, hello, fresh stuff. I think are great because you can pick your four or five recipes, whatever it is, and the food's just in your fridge. All you have to decide, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> all you have to decide is which one are you having that evening? It makes things easier. Mm. Don't make things hard for yourself. Like Joe said, if you have struggled with this, it's a skill that you have to develop. It's a struggle, right? you know. Again, for another analogy, I just spoke to a lady there. It's like, you know, you wouldn't if your goal was to squat 140 kilos. You don't go into the gym and go right, put 140 kilos up. Let's go. You start off with 40 or 50 or something that's manageable, and then you build up to it. You build up to you build up to over time. Again, that's following a plan. That's following something that gets you to a, a set place. I'm like just saying with the driving analogy. Like when you first drive, you're like, I'm about. I've got to do stuff with my feet. I've got to do stuff with my hands. I've got to make sure that I'm looking at certain areas and I've got to watch out for other cars. Like, are you mental? But now, how many times do you drive home? Be like, I don't even remember driving up. You know, it becomes instinctive after years of practice. I'm not saying i take you years of practice planning, but it's creating that blueprint, that pathway to get to your results. Like I said, it goes into anything. You know, how many times do you see people Oh, you'll speak to me. And again, it's very easy for us as coaches because not because we're know-it-alls, but because we've seen this thousands of times and appreciate If you're listening to this, odds are you've done every single diet under the sun, like a lot of our clients. But we've probably seen more. We've seen more food diaries because we've seen our own. And then we've seen up to <coughs> you know, 150 clients per day sometimes. Food diaries for the last 60 years so we've seen the same mistakes getting made you'll know, you get people like every tuesday i end up getting a takeaway because i work a 12-hour shift and by the time i get home i can't cook cooking like okay what can we do about that why don't you cook twice as much on monday night and then you've got your tuesday decided when you get in through the door you just warm it up the microwave or a pan or whatever it's like my god that makes so much sense like, yeah that's just a simple bit of planning. I always struggle on Tuesday night because I have a really, really long shift. I'm really tired. So I'm going to have meal food ready for me when I get it. Simple but planned, totally eliminates 3,000 calories takeaway. And it can be as simple as that. Or, like I said, you've got to to a bit of exercise. I'm going to do this, and this, on this day. I'm going to sit down on a Sunday and get my recipe books out. I'm going to try two new recipes this week. And I'm going to do my online shop or then I'm going to wrap my shopping list and go out and buy the ingredients I need it. So they're already in the house. It's just, I know and I appreciate what you said. It's a bit of a but the payoff, you know, from, again, from what we see that in people's questionnaires, it's so worth it, isn't it? Like an hour of inconvenience per week, if that, you know, maybe an hour at first, and then it's just like, all right, this was 100% worth it.
1: Ultimately, I can't think of the time. It's, it's a pretty rare occasion when I have um, – prep one meal at once because i will have uh, you know i make my breakfast i make two days worth of breakfast when we do meal prep it's four meals when i do an evening meal it's two meals this is always extra food so it saves time long term it means that you're doing less work and it's yet and again there's just this, just always and you know i will never i don't think that ever recently i said there's not a solution to this problem there's always a way around it and what you said with the cooked meat and the couscous and the rice packs and the veg packs Food has never been more abundantly available. There's never been so many solutions. It's never been easier to get nutritious food. It's probably never been harder to stay on plan because there's more high calorie food and more options there. But look at what you can control. You can control your environment. You can control what food is in your own fridge So find the ways to do it. Stop giving crap excuses and saying, I have to have this stuff in. I can't do this. I can't do that. No one is going to come and save you. Like, we're going to advise you. We're going to help you. We'll give you the guidance to the best of our abilities and our experience. But the more ownership of this you take and the more solutions you look for, the faster you're going to get where you want to be. You know, you, you can stand there with your hands on your hips and say, there's no other option. This is just how it is. Or you can start looking for solutions and challenging those inner stories. What it's all about, isn't it? It's all the things we say aren't possible. Mostly start in your mind. I love the story about Roger Bannister. You know, nobody ran four minute mile. Until he did. And now there's people running like three forty-fives. The youngest person that did it was sixteen and the oldest is in their sixties. Like it just took one person to do it. And it so much of that is people being stopped by their stories. A lot of the things that we see, people being stopped by their stories. You know, when we say planning, there'll be people saying, Oh, that won't work for me. Oh, I tried planning. Oh, it takes too long. S- stories, stories, stories that are stopping your progress. You, know, you just have to trust in us and that we know what we're talking about. We've helped enough people over. You know, the six and a half years we've been doing this, that it's worth trying and sticking at because we've just seen enough people it worked for and we've seen enough people it hasn't worked for without it. You know, there's always lots of parts that go into this, but it, you know, this is one of the big ones. This is really big. Stop saying you're going to drink more water and say, start saying you're going to do more planning because it just makes the biggest difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To go back to like, we're not, we're not saviors. We're not here to preach, you know, we're not here to go like, look at how good we are because we have our vices, we slip up all the time, you know, but we know from experience what works, what works really well for other clients, what's really helped them, you know, people have been stuck and like you said before, you know, appreciate people, want, I want this to be easy, I want this to be sustainable. It is, but you've got to kind of earn that a little bit, you know, you've got to put some work in, you can't just keep on, you know, winging it, because if you've winged it up until now, that's why you're listening to this podcast, that's why, you know, maybe you're being coached by us. that's why you're looking at how to be more successful with your with your dieting and your fat loss because winging it has not worked. Nothing changes, nothing changes. So plan on planning, commit to planning or have a piss-poor performance.
1: Yeah. So exactly. of it comes down to that, doesn't it? if you are, if you've been overweight for most of your life, then that is because, for the most part, you've been unable to make the right nutritional decisions on the hoof. Plain and simple, isn't it? That when something's happened, you've been unable to, to do the right things. And so then you then have to look at how you're going to change that. You know, how are you going to navigate that better? You, and this, I don't think it's a problem. You, you, know, you can't use the same method that got you into a problem to get you out of a problem. And your thinking in the moment is not just going to magically be good enough for you to find solutions to this. And so you have to start using different tools. And this is the simplest one. Give yourself a roadmap. You, know, you wouldn't drive. You know, from we're up in up north in Leeds, you wouldn't go. I'm going to go to London. I'm just going to set off and see how I go. You would put a plan in place. You know, people, but people are expecting because they've eaten loads of meals to think that that's going to give them the knowledge that they need. This idea, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. Show me your meal plan for next week, or show me your meal plan for this weekend, or show me your meal plan you've had for this week. You haven't got one. That's where you need to start. You know, it's knowledge, like you say, knowledge is useless. Actions, everything. You can't think your way into eating better. You have to go through the inconvenience of the actions. You know, all these things are inconvenient. You know, you said people wish it to be easy. I wish it was easy. I wish it was easier. I wish someone would do the cooking for me. I wish that I didn't have to, you know, sort my food out and go to the shops. And there are ways of doing this, but you've got to pay. You have to pay through the nose if you want someone to do your food for you. And so it's, most people can't, don't have the the privilege of being able to afford that or don't want to spend that money. And if, you know, pick your hard, choose your hard. You can either choose the financial burden of paying someone to do it for you, or you can do the work and do it yourself, or you can do none of those things and stick with your life as it is. But I would imagine the reason people are here is because that's not the option they want.
0: Yeah. I think I can go back to
1: what I said right at the start about
0: <laughs> removes wiggle room for error. Is the idea is, <clears throat> if you have that plan, if you have that food in, you, know, you, you don't have to rely on another set of schools. Skill school, school, I can't speak, another set of skills. So 100 percent you don't have to have a plan to be successful. You can go in and you can go and you can be tired and you can be hungry and you can go down to the Aztec, you're like, right, I'm gonna get salmon and I'm gonna get this and I'm gonna get that. But odds are your skill set is not quite there yet. And you'll have those false beliefs in foods, and you'll have those, you know, the urge to sedate yourself with food when you're stressed out you know, food and drink, and you'll make those poor choices. That's probably why you're listening to this podcast. Probably why you are where you're at right now. So if we can eliminate that again, you're know, going back to that example of someone's had a really stressful cheesy night and I'll say to them. Now imagine if I just came and walked to your door when went, there you go, Marjorie, there's your food. Just go warm it up. You would stick to eating that food. You wouldn't order that takeaway. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Pizza, that's not- my favorite. Thanks, James. <laughs> that's not part of our service as yet. Um, so how can you make that happen right well you need to have some quick cook food or you need to have some prepped food or some bland food or grab something out of the freezer or buy a ready meal or whatever it is is having that plan in place you can just to remove any room for error good perfect perfect timing right thanks as always for listening don't forget to like subscribe leave a review you should probably check them see if anyone's left as any as soon as we didn't do a podcast for about three months probably not <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. shot, Thanks shot to on. me, one. Thanks Get to Martin. Thanks to my mum for listening. Speak easy. <laughs> Take it easy.